Calvin and Barry, just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans, by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. We're here drinking beer. We're here drinking beer. We're here. We're here. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. If you're a Kings fan, make sure you smash up that like button, hit that subscribe button, and hit that notification cowbell so you get notified every time we put out a new video. We are live after every single Kings game here on YouTube. We are also live on Twitter Spaces. Nick, I see you down there. We'd love to hear from you uh, when we get done recapping the game. Calvin, happy Saturday. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm glad to be back. Not the way I'd like to, to be back, but I'm glad to be back. Okay. This is a new look you're going with. I'm gone for one day and yeah, one I mean, show. And you, you heard a hoodie mellow. I'm, I'm oh, hoodie okay. buried today. All right. I like it. I'm hoping it helps the Kings. We're on a two-game losing streak. I, I can't show my face right now or my head. Listen, you need a mask then. <laughs> Maybe I do, but welcome into the show. Shout out to all my guys here in the chat. RP is here. Oh, Dragon Chicken. Charles. Dude, we, get, we need a shorter nickname for SpaceX Dragon Chicken. Uh, that's a hard one to shorten. Drag Chicken? Drag Chicken. I'm not sure they would like, I like that, drag but chicken. yeah, sure, why not? Uh, Fred, what's up? Yeah, Fred is here. Tito is here. Henry, Jay, Charles, welcome in. Oh yeah, Fred Dixon. Uh, welcome in. Uh, another Charles as well. Brian, Skip is here. Good to see you. My guy, Bouncer, Matthew, Erslo, Tom. Wow, we got a bunch of people here in the chat. Welcome in. You guys are true fans showing up even after a loss. Unfortunately, the Sacramento Kings lose tonight, 117-110 to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The good news is, Calvin, we have another game against them on Monday. So another chance to redo it. Shout out to Patrick here. Uh, but Calvin, give me your first thoughts on the game tonight because, boy, was it a doozy. Just incredibly up and down. Uh, unfortunate, you know, you come off of a – a bad loss the game before against Toronto where it, it was really out of hand early uh, and there was no comeback. You get a few days off. I realize they start on the road here, but you think, okay, all these teams, the Kings have better records than they're about to play on the road. It, this is an opportunity here for them to kind of, again, make some, some ground in the standings while the other teams are currently starting to pick up, pick up the pace. Uh, and you run into a backcourt buzzsaw. D'Angelo Russell and, and Anthony Edwards Man. traded halves. Um, D'Angelo Russell, uh, I mean, I've seen uh, excuse me, Anthony Edwards do this time and time again over the past couple of years. D'Angelo Russell is the guy that is, has been, I think, the missing piece, the missing factor for this team for years now. So uh, for him to come out and start the game the way he did, that was a big killer. Uh, despite all of that, though, I mean, the Kings, again, found themselves in a position to win this game. Um, they, they really rely, you know, I, I looked back on what my keys to this game were. Uh, it, was get, it was turnovers. They forced the Timberwolves into 19 turnovers. Yep. It was get to the free throw line. They shot 36 free throws in this game. Missed a bunch. And it was killed from the three-point line. That's the only thing the Kings didn't do. Yep. I mean, if they shot well from three in this game, they won. Uh, they would have won this game no problem. Yeah, so yeah, as point. bad as it looked... 
again, you know, we're talking about the Kings. This is the difference between this year and the last 16 years. They can play poorly and still win games. They just didn't pull this one out. Yeah, it looked like everyone was kind of afraid to shoot the ball there late in the fourth quarter. De'Aaron Fox was taking over. He was doing a good job, but as good as you could play with five fouls, right? Not trying to get kicked out of the game. But you mentioned D'Angelo Russell. Big first half for him. I think he only had like two points in the second half of this game. Well, that's because Anthony Edwards had all the points. (laughs) He was like 7-7 of at one point in the first half. Made, I I think, seven threes. Made his first seven. Yeah, threes. which uh, I believe was tied for the most threes, shooting perfect field goal percentage since like 1994 or something. Yeah, he looked like he belonged like on the Kings. Anthony Edwards killed it late in this game. I believe he had like 26, 27 points in the second half of this game, uh, including that dagger three at the end. But let's not forget, Rudy Gobert, great big double-double for him tonight, made it tough for all the Kings in the paint tonight. Uh, Nas Reed. A couple amazing left-handed layups for Nas Reed tonight. We'll definitely talk about him. But, yeah, just another rough performance for your Sacramento Kings. In the last game, Calvin, they had their season low, 95 points scored in that game. They bounced back tonight with 110. It's still uh, far below their average. I think I saw a stat saying something like uh, seven out of the last eight quarters, the Kings have scored less than 28 points uh, in each quarter. Uh, not a very good statistic. You want to jump here into the box score? Yeah, we can go to it here. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis, uh, another you know solid all-around game for him, 23 points, 10 rebounds, five of, six, uh, five assists Excuse me, on 9 of 13 shooting, 5 of 8 at the free throw line. Harrison Barnes had 13 points. 10 of those came at the free throw line, 10 of 11 tonight from him at the line. Keegan Murray is, is the one starter today that that really uh you know you could have used a lot more from eight points four rebounds uh three of eight shooting and two of six from three De'Aaron Fox had that big fourth quarter to end with 29 points six assists two steals and three rebounds Kevin Herter 11 points on four of 12 shooting Malik Monk leads the way off the bench for the Kings with 13 points on five of six shooting he also had three rebounds and three assists to go along with two turnovers not a good game. For I would Harrison go Barnes. through the, the box score for Minnesota, but I don't think anybody wants to see that or no, hear that. No, so. we definitely don't want to hear that. Uh, but, you know, uh, underperformance for Keegan Murray, three of eight from the field, uh, one for seven for HB. You mentioned 13 points for him. And then this bench, like what did this bench really do, right? I believe I heard a stat in this game saying the Kings bench was 10th in the league in scoring. Uh, not a lot of points off the bench here. Just some quick math. Uh, looks like 26 points off the bench for the Kings tonight. 26. Which yeah. is not exceptionally well. Uh, no, it's not good. I, I mean, we saw them a- average well north of that, you know, earlier on in the year. I think November was the best month of the season that the, the Kings bench had in terms of points per game. Uh, they've been very up and down, and, and uh, in a game like this, obviously that would have helped put them over the, over the top. Yeah, as far as the team stats go, uh, the Kings shot 45% from the field, only 27% from three-point range as opposed to 52% for the Timberwolves and almost 46% for them uh, from three-point line. 36 free throws for the Kings as opposed to only 21 by the Timberwolves. Both teams shot about 75% from the line. The Kings did get out-rebounded in this game, 44-36. to 36. Uh, Kings are only about 23 assists tonight, not 
too good. Uh, 54 points in the paint and uh, only nine turnovers for the Sacramento Kings. Two of those were late in this game. Normally when the Kings uh, have less uh, than double-digit turnovers, it's a good thing for them. But when you allow another team to shoot 45% from three-point range and you just can't get anything going, and then you mentioned, you know, the first quarter where um, D'Angelo Russell looked like Brooklyn Russell, right? All-star Russell just could not miss. The Kings got into a, a hole early. I believe they were down 10 or 11 in the first quarter of this game. They tried to bounce back. I believe they were up by about three at one point, and then they just lost it again, man. And then we saw in the third and the fourth quarters where they kept trying to make a run, kept trying to make a run. They'd cut it to like five. Then they would lose some steam again, cut it to five again, lose steam again. It was just a constant battle to get back in this game. Uh, really, really uh, unfortunate. Anything else that really stood out for you here in the team stats? Um, I, I mean, the shooting percentages are big, but, I, you know, again, I, I just go and look at a couple numbers here. The Kings, almost 20 more points in the paint. Um, the rebounding number was, yeah, Minnesota had more rebounds, but not by a huge margin. The Kings actually had more offensive rebounds in this game. And, and the free throw disparity, as much as people want to, I think, make this about the Kings' inability to shoot from three and execute offensively and relying too much maybe on De'Aaron Fox at the end and, and should they change the style of play on offense. All those things are valid points to bring up, but I, it's not the reason they lost. The reason they lost is because of defense. Yeah. It, that's just the case with this team. That That's going to be how they – the way that they'll win games consistently against good teams, uh, potentially playoff games – is not by becoming better offensively or changing what they do offensively. They're the best offensive team in the league. Well, why do they need to change things? They need to change defense. They need to get better defensively, whether that's adding players or uh, you know playing better defense with the players that they already have, which I know is a tall task to or a tall order to to ask of anybody. But that's that's the key. Uh, that's how they this team is going to get better. Shout out to Skip. Have a good night, Skip. You know, I need some positivity, Calvin. I, I want to hear from Nick here. Uh, our guy, Nick, he's on the line here on Twitter Spaces. Nick, what is up, dude? How are you, man? Good, man. So I just want to see how you're going to So We lost today, but, you know, we could have we played better, but we got to play better defense. You know, I went to practice today. I played basketball. It was pretty good. So, you know, I'm going to try to win again on my day. Better get a win on Monday. I'm glad to hear practice went well, though, Nick. Yeah, and, you know, we didn't do good today. We got to play better defense. You know, defense yeah. wins games, and you're going to have to win. I mean, win the game on Monday, go to go to 28 wins, and try to win on Monday. Yeah, you got to split. You got to bounce back, gotta split dude. He's the on the same page as you. Defense, defense, defense. Absolutely. Yeah, Everything is defense, you know. Yep. Defense wins games, and you got to win it. You just got to. Nick, I know and, you coach. I know you coach a little bit, and you also play basketball. Uh, can you be a little bit more specific? What do you mean by defense? What what type of defense? You know, what what do they need to do better? By guarding the by guarding Minnesota typical by guarding guarding your guys, staying on your man. And just 
you know, just just staying on the man. Better defense. Do not let Minnesota shoot over you because they're going to shoot three putters over you. Yeah, I, I do agree with that, Nick. I'm, I mean, especially to start the game here, D'Angelo Russell comes out and makes, you know, four shots in a row or something like that. He still seemed to catch the ball with a good, you know, foot or so space yeah. uh, from his defender. I, I would have loved yep. to have seen somebody just come out and get right in his shorts right away. If you're going to make a, a three, you know, with somebody's hand in your face, go ahead. But it, there's no excuse to just give somebody that much space after they've gotten off to a hot start like that. Yeah, yep, yep. I heard somebody mention, you know, you got to be more physical. You want them to feel you. You know, you don't want to hurt people, but you need to be more physical. And they got to know you're there. Uh, any thoughts on that, Nick? I I just think that you know when you when you uh, go out there, go out in the court and just you know, got to shoot better. Be be competitive. Do what you got to do when you're on the court. And, you, you know, I know you got to be ready. And I know the Kings are on the road trip for two weeks. And when they come back home on the 10th and the 11th, they play Dallas. So, you know, we're going to have to try to get these wins before the All-Star break. And we're going to have to see what happens. Yeah, that's a try great to get, point. Try, 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 try to get some wins. Well, they'll bounce back on Monday with a win, right, Nick? Why not? Yeah. I think they win. Why not win? Why so, not? Nick, before we let you go, give us a prediction for Monday. Okay, prediction on Monday. Let's see. For the Minnesota Timberwolves Monday, I think it should be a um, 140 to 99. 140 to 99? Yes. All right. No, I like that's that. That's a bounce back. <laughs> Yeah. I think if they win by 41 on Monday, Calvin, I'll forgive the Kings for losing tonight. I think most people will. Why not? Why not? Why not? Well, thank you, Nick. We appreciate you so much. Have a wonderful gotta, weekend, and hopefully gotta, we'll see you on Monday. Yeah, you got to light the beam on Monday. Oh, we plan on it, Nick. We plan on it. All right, buddy. Good to hear from you. All right. Sleep dreams. <laughs> Sleep beams. Oh, man, he's always great. I love Nick. I love having Nick here on the show. Uh, yeah, as Henry says here in the chat, the Kings revenge game on Monday. Uh, Calvin, I definitely do want to talk about Monday's game here in, in a second, but we got a couple other things to talk about. So first off, a couple storylines on this game, right? Tonight's game, the Timberwolves played last night. They won last night. They're on a back-to-back. The Kings are the ones that actually looked tired tonight, which was kind of strange. Uh, this is the first of a seven-game road trip for the Kings, the longest road trip of the season. Uh, not a good game to look tired on, right? <laughs> Starting yeah. a, a seven-game road trip. Uh, after this game, there is currently nine more games till the NBA All-Star break. Also not a good time to look tired. I uh, hope you guys see the, the poll here in the chat. I'm going to go ahead and end that. Uh, I said, what's wrong with the Kings? we got a bunch of people voting. The majority says they look tired. I think they, they agree with us, Calvin. Uh, but, you know, you gotta you got to figure it out. Every team is tired at this point. You know, there's a lot of games in the NBA season. you got to figure out a way 
uh, to to be better, to try harder, to play faster, to you know, to just put more effort out there. These guys are all professionals, uh, and and you know, especially a guy like Deer and Fox, right? Maybe you give a break to a guy like Keegan, maybe even a guy like Davion that's been in the league for maybe a year. Keegan has been in the league for half a year. He's played more games in the NBA than he's played in college, right? So a guy like that, you could understand, like, okay, he's starting to get tired. It's starting to wear on him. Darren Fox has been in the league for five years. He should know what the grind of the NBA season is like. He's a guy that plays fast. He's a guy that's had head coaches throughout his entire career that have pushed him to play faster, faster, faster. So De'Aaron should be the last one looking tired. Uh, maybe Sabonis is adjusting to this new team, this new offense. Maybe it takes it out on him. A- any thoughts on, on that, Cal? Well, I, I think the funny thing about saying that is once the fourth quarter turned around or came around, Darren didn't look so tired anymore to me. I, I mean, it, it, he looks like a completely different player. The explosion, uh, yeah. the quickness, the acceleration to the basket, uh, all of that stuff just seemed to come back to him uh, like magic. Uh, compared to the first three quarters. Seriously, it, he looked like a completely different player. Uh, and I know that that is kind of how that they've been playing this whole year long. It, you know, allow him to kind of get his feel for the game or, or let the team, rather, get the feel for the game. Let Sabonis lead the offense in the first three quarters and then give it to De'Aaron in the fourth. But I agree with you that there is no excuse for that. Uh, if you're you needed to win this game, you need to come back and play well after uh, losing to the Raptors the way that they did. And you know, at some point, if you're De'Aaron, you've got to take a, a leadership role and, and get guys going energy-wise earlier, early on in the game. Um, th- that doesn't mean play the same way. Like it's the fourth quarter, give me the ball, I'm scoring, but. Y- I just look at some of the moves that he, he puts on in these first three quarters, and it's it's lazy. I mean, I know he can get any shot he wants, but yep. he's settling, whereas he could still be getting to that middle of the free throw line paint area for a nice easy floater uh, or a pump fake, turnaround fall away like he loves to do. Um, th- those are shots that should be available at any time, and he doesn't look to go to that really until the fourth quarter. I think he's taken way too many threes as of late. Uh, that's Definitely. been an issue with of mine with him for a while now. Um, but so it, I, I definitely see that he still has it in the fourth quarter, which is why it's frustrating that you can't seem to see it earlier on in the game when you can first start to feel a, a swing or or a momentum push to the other direction. That that's when you need those those types of plays, those energy plays. Definitely, especially from your leader. Definitely. I don't know if him and Sabonis have like some kind of agreement, you know, like Sabonis, you do your thing in the first three quarters, I'll take over in the fourth or not, but they got to figure something out. And, you know, maybe we sound negative on the stream. Maybe we sound like we're complaining. We're picking this game apart, but Hey, overall, we are very happy about the season for the Sacramento Kings. So don't get that twisted. Oh, absolutely. Um, but Calvin, you know, I mentioned on Wednesday against Toronto, the Kings put up their worst offensive output of the season, only 95 points. Since then, they had Thursday off. They had Friday off. They did travel to Minnesota, but they played today. They did look tired. Um, But a lot of people were pointing out that maybe uh, the Raptors, you know, exposed the Kings, showed a way to maybe slow down Sabonis, slow down Deer and Fox. Do you agree with any of that at all, or is this just kind of uh, am am I digging too deep here? Um, I mean, I... 
I, I'm not going to go that far. It, not one team, especially that recently. I actually said after the Philadelphia game, the way that Montres Harrell guarded Sabonis, um, you know, that's a big that is able to kind of move with him, has a lot more mobility than some of these other bigger guys that he plays against, and is not going to give him as much space, right? He was denying... Uh, pushing Sabonis off of his spots, pushing him away from the block, all that stuff, getting them to start the offense out further and further away from the basket. That, I thought, was something that teams could have taken a look at. But these teams like Minnesota and Oklahoma City, uh, and and uh, I'm sorry, did I say Minnesota? Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. And Oklahoma City, and even Minnesota to some extent, teams that have a lot of length, yep. all that stuff, they bother the Kings. That's no secret. So... I don't think that it's one team is showing anybody this is this is the way to play against these guys. I think it's a combination of a few things. Yes, they are tired. Whether you think that's an excuse or not, it's true. I mean, this this starting lineup has had to be heavily relied on this season, more so than a lot of other starting lineups yep. in the NBA. This is a new position for this team to be in also. They're the hunted now. They're not they're not the by this point in the season, the Kings have been out of it already for many, many years, right? Yep. It, they're playing much more important games, meaningful games. And I go back to something that I said months ago, was that once you get into this part of the season, this is where it gets the toughest. January and February, this this trip right before the All-Star break, people think the All-Star, or not these people watching, but some NBA fans might yep. think, the All-Star break is the halfway point in the season. It's not. You play much more of your games before the All-Star break than you do after. I mean, there's a lot of teams that have already played over 50 games currently. Yep. So these guys are tired. They, these, this is the dog days of the NBA season, and this is a new position for this team to be in. So it, it's going to be, I think they do feel some press, some pressure, some stress applied onto them because of the position that they're in and the early su- season success that they've had. They, they have to figure out how to fight through this and build their way to the, the final stretch run where you're going to be having all the adrenaline added mm-hmm. to those games because you know how important they are, how close it is to actually being a playoff game. Yeah, that's a great point. And something that I've, you know, I've been on Twitter spaces the past couple of days. I've talked to a lot of different Kings fans. And something, I don't remember exactly who it was. I apologize. Um, but somebody pointed out that, you know, the expectations for this Kings team have changed, right? At the beginning of the season, the expectations were maybe to be, uh, you know, in the play-in tournament. Uh, we were doing much better than that. Everything was was good. Everybody was ecstatic. The Kings were happy. They were playing freely and open. Now they're at the third seed. Expectations have changed, right? People are people want more. It's not about we're happy if they make the plan. We're happy if if they're if they're the eighth seed or the seventh seed or even the sixth seed. Now it's we want home court advantage in the playoffs. We want them to get to the next round. Blah blah blah. All this. So that I feel definitely has a big impact on the Kings. Uh, the players, hopefully it's something they can overcome. I do think that it is something they can overcome, but I agree with you, Calvin. That is also something that could be ragging on them 
playing in meaningful games this late in the season, something they're not used to, which uh, I think is, is definitely, definitely important. Uh, Drag Chicken here says, Sabonis has been looking like he's stat padding like he's LeBron, uh, like no joke. He goes right up to the rim like he's about to score, and he can, and then he just passes it off trying to get an assist. I completely disagree with this take, honestly. I do. I do not think that LeBron is a stat powder. And, and, you know, the reason I say that, look at how many almost triple doubles LeBron James has had in his career. And he doesn't give a shit about getting a triple double. He could have got an extra rebound, an extra assist, completed the triple double. He could be number one all time in triple doubles if he really, really wanted to be a stat powder. I don't think he is. I, I think he likes to win games. I think Sabonis is, is the same exact way. Calvin, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I don't think Sabonis is padding stats. I think he's playing the way that they they need him to play to win. The, the, the Kings are at their best. I don't know how many times we've said this, when they get a complete game from everyone, including the bench. And a lot of that is because Sabonis allows these guys or puts them in positions to score and to have better games. You, you know, we, Keegan Murray is not good creating his own shot or going one-on-one. He relies on people getting him the ball in the right position. Um, Kevin Herter can do it a little bit, but he also relies heavily on guys screening or getting him the ball in the right position to get a good shot. I mean, the the dude is still scoring. Like, he had 23 points tonight. He went at Rudy Gobert time and time again tonight. I, I saw somebody else in the chat say that Gobert was making – Sabonis looks silly or, or giving him the business or something like that. I, I thought it was the other way around for most of this game. I, I mean, Rudy Gobert, yes, he alters shots, but he could not stick with Sabonis inside for most of this yep. game. Um, so I, I disagree that he he's stat padding. I think he's playing the way that they need him to play to win. Yeah, also a couple great dunks on, on – uh on uh, Gobert tonight, one by Metu, one by Deer and Fox, and Deer and Fox got rejected by the rim in this game, which I was completely surprised about. I thought that was a yeah. fast breakaway dunk. All of a sudden, the ball's going the opposite direction. I'm like, wait, what? What? What happened here? Like, I, I thought that was two points. It goes on it to ends be a up three to three in the other end, yep. right away by Anthony Edwards. Big big play. Five point swing when the Kings were on a run. That was definitely definitely a uh, disappointing moment for me uh chris says we need to win games i could not agree more he also says fox needs to dominate the whole game fox is the number one option i totally totally agree you know i've been one that's that's been hating on gobert i've been hating on gobert for a long long time um and mostly it's because of his contract uh and, and some of his play he is limited in the things that he does but, guys, this is a huge rim protector, a great rebounder, uh, and he definitely affected the Kings at the basket tonight, especially late in the game. We were on a Twitter space just before this stream, and there was a fan on there mentioning uh, the length of the Timberwolves, how they were closing out on the Kings. It seems like the Kings' release was a little slow tonight, and Rudy Gobert was definitely affecting shots at the rim. I could not agree more with that. I think that's really what made it tough on, on the Kings tonight. Yeah, definitely. Length and, and uh, size does have that effect on a lot of teams, for sure. So just checking here on the standings. Don't worry, guys. We're still the third seed in the Western Conference at 27-21. and 21. The Clippers, wow, the Clippers have officially passed the New Orleans Pelicans at 28-24 and 24 on the season. Uh, that, that's big, Calvin. So we still have a little bit of a cushion uh, for the third seed, but not a good time to take your foot off the gas. 
let's talk about – I want to just talk about a couple things real quick, and then we can kind of go into uh, the next game, uh, unless you had any last thoughts on this game tonight, Calvin. No, I, again, I, I mean, I think that they're – despite all the negative things that we talk about after the Kings lose – they still had a. They still were in a position to win this game. Yep. A few more made free throws. A couple more made threes. Some stops. Uh, it it would have gone completely the other way, even with this team being as bad on defense as they are. They, they still could have won this game. All right. So let's talk about a couple things. Then we'll jump back into the Timberwolves because, as you guys know, we are playing them on. Monday. Also, want to remind everybody we currently are. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill live on twitter spaces if you want to join in the conversation all you got to do is head on over to twitter uh follow us royal underscore rebounds you can click on our profile click on our profile picture to join the space uh and you can request to come up on stage we'd love to hear from you elizabeth i see you down there if you want to talk just request to come on up okay calvin couple things before we talk about the game on monday First off, should we talk about this Matt Barnes situation? Did you see the video? Tell me, tell me about it. Oh, are you talking about the spit? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I did see the video. Because, I mean, this is a guy that... I don't know how I got sucked into that. I'm a big fan of Matt Barnes. He's from Sacramento, played for the Kings, I believe, twice. Now he's, he's uh, you know, with the TV crew. He does halftime shows, post-game shows. I think he's a really smart guy with a lot of good things to say. But honestly, Calvin, this is not a good look. I, I believe I don't know the entire story because I try and like keep myself out of these things. But apparently, uh, he was at a 49ers game, ran into an ex who was with a new dude. Uh, some kind of altercation happened. Matt Barnes spit on the guy. Is that is that right? In layman's terms, yes. I think, and I don't have all the details, so I'm not gonna try to go too uh, in depth here. According to Matt, the guy has been harassing him. The the ex's new guy has been harassing him for a long time now, uh, you, you know, saying hateful things and all this stuff. And um, he tries to stay away from him at all costs, and he happened to run into him, and he let his emotions get the best of him at the Niner game. And there definitely is clear video of him spinning on him. Yeah. So, um, un- unfortunate. Love Matt Barnes. Not a good way to handle a situation. I can understand your frustration getting harassed, but there are better channels. I, w- I would just say that. Uh, and let's move on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Barnes, dude. I, I really do appreciate having you with the Kings. Uh, in other news, uh, Kings fans are going to like to hear this. It's about Robert Ory, Cal. Did you see this story? I did not. He got I can't ejected. Wait for this. He got ejected from a game last night. Uh, for cussing out an official, I believe it was his son's game or something, uh, and he got kicked out of the arena. So that that was exciting for me. I know it's not uh, big breaking A news. high school game? I believe so. Let, let me double check here. Hey, what are people doing? It's like, uh, yeah, crazy, huh? I'm going to read the whole story kicked here. Kicked out of a high school just game. Just so I can get it. 
Uh, Ex-Laker Robert Ory escorted by police from youth basketball game. Oh, even worse. His son's high school basketball game for heckling the referees. Screaming, you suck. That's funny. I'm pretty sure we all scream, you suck. But not at a <laughs> high school game, right? Yeah. So the, according, according to the video, it starts with Robert Ory screaming, you suck. While standing in the bleachers, uh, this is when the ref points at Ori and tosses him out of the game. Ori didn't stop. He continued saying, hey, ref, you talking about me? You suck. Oh, you're mad at me because I said you suck? Yeah, crazy. Robert Ori getting kicked out of games, Calvin. I love it. I love it. Sucks to be a ref, man. It does suck to be a ref. Because that's what I scream at refs. It does suck to be a ref. I I scream. When they're sucking, I tell them straight up, you suck. But at the same time, I've been a referee, just like you, and it sucks when people are yelling at you. It you sure suck. does. Yet somehow Shannon Sharp didn't get ejected from crypto. <laughs> Did you see the stat that the Grizzlies are 0-5 yeah. since that altercation yeah. happened? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting situation. Okay, moving on next. And this is something that really confused me, uh, Cal, because uh, I read something uh, a couple days ago that said that Casey Oakpala was sent down to the Stockton Kings, and we saw him play tonight for the Sacramento Kings. We sure did. Any thoughts on that? That's kind of weird. It is weird. Was I misinformed? I think a lot of people must have been misinformed. Or did you get sent down for one game, and then you're like, oh, he killed it. Bring him right back up. Personally, I have not watched a single Stockton Kings game this year. I'm sorry if that offends anyone, but I have not. Um, So... I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Dude, shout out to Lane. Lane, I don't know if he had his rings on. Also, shout out to Callum. Oh, Progressive G is here. Wow, good to see you guys. We got some VIPs in the house, Calvin. Lee is here. Jay is here. Welcome in, guys. Glad to have you all. Oh, DJ is here as well. Uh, Wow, we missed a couple people. Edward, good to see you guys all here. Okay, next up, just a couple questions real quick. Some housekeeping things before we move on to the next game. Uh, just curious, Calvin, um, who's a better center? Sabonis, Gobert? Sabonis. Easy one? It is for me. Okay. Um, so the reason I bring this up is Sabonis is having a great season. Uh, if you didn't know already, in my opinion, he is an uh, MVP candidate. Of course, not going to win it, should not win it, but I believe he's like kind of in the conversation, maybe fringe guy, something like that. Rudy Gobert is not, right? No, he is not. We saw all these stories, articles come out about when Tyrese Halliburton was traded to the Sacramento Kings for DeMontis Sabonis and how it was malpractice, how the league should have stopped the trade. It was highway robbery, all this stuff. Cal, I didn't hear many of those uh, stories about the go bear trade. I mean, <laughs> I heard that maybe they gave up too much, but I didn't hear any, any calls of malpractice or anything for, in, like in that. which direction highway robbery for which team for, uh, I mean, Utah, right? For you. Yeah. Well, everybody thought Utah was tanking at that point. I mean, I want to break down this trade real quick because, uh, I mean, everyone's hating on the Kings for trading, um, for Sabonis. But nobody hates on the Jazz. I mean, sorry, not the Jazz. Nobody hates on on the Timberwolves for giving up all this money uh, and all these picks for Rudy Gobert. Don't forget, this is a guy that makes $47 million this year. I was looking up the stats. With him and Carl Anthony Towns, 
I think the year that Anthony Edwards is eligible for a contract extension, they're paying $100 million to two centers, which is absolutely it's ridiculous. crazy. Ridiculous. D'Angelo Russell, who was supposed to be their other piece, is a free agent at the end of this season. They probably can't afford to keep him at this point. Anthony Edwards is an absolute stud. You'd think that they'd want to keep him. So that just kind of leads me to believe, like, maybe this team's stuck with Gobert. Maybe Carl Anthony Towns is the one that's going to end up getting traded eventually so they can oh, wow. afford to keep a guy like Anthony Edwards. Well, look, I mean, the one thing I'll say about all of this is – I think it's still unfair to to judge whether or not the trait that this team is working together. They just haven't played enough games together. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert have played how many games together? Like nineteen or something? I think it's less than that. Less than that? Yeah. That's not enough time to judge. It's I just mean, not. I'm Towns sorry. Towns has been out for thirty one games yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Plus he missed how many to start no, the season? I'm not saying that when they were playing there weren't things that you were you could look at and be like, oh there are question marks here. Is this gonna work long term? And I think it's to me the question is more so about Anthony Edwards. It's not about Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert together. When those two are on the floor together, Edwards doesn't have as much space to operate. That's a big problem because I think that guy is the future of this team, obviously. Yeah. Um, and that's the guy that they need to figure out a way to hold on to as opposed to what are, or what are we going to do with these centers. So that would be my biggest question mark about it, but I still think it's unfair to right now judge whether or not it, it works because they just haven't played enough games together. Shout out to Bench Matthew for joining in. Also, we appreciate you for coming off the bench on Wednesday night and helping me run the show. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Yes, thank you very thank much, you. Matthew. I, my seat is hot right now because of you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but back to this Gobert trade. And I, I see uh, Charles here. Yeah, they did clown on Minnesota, but not as hard as they, as they clown on Sacramento. Nobody's called this malpractice. Nobody said the league should have stepped in uh, to prevent this. I mean, this is what the Jazz received for Rudy Gobert, Calvin, Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, who is probably the second best player, third best player on the Timberwolves last year, Leandro uh, Balermo, Walker Kessler, who was the number 22 pick in the 2022 draft, Jared Vanderbilt, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2025 first-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick If you guys have to go to the bathroom, swap, go ahead, because this just keeps going and going A 2027 first-round pick and a 2029 first-round pick. Calvin, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, basically six first-round picks and four players for a guy that's 30. He's yeah. been in the, year, the league for 10 years already. And he's making almost $50 million a year, and I believe he's locked up for, like, the next three or four years, which is absolutely ridiculous. That is that is crazy. Yeah, JJ, it's, it's wild. J.J. Reddick is an idiot. Hey, he likes the Kings now, so uh, he's a flip-flopper, I, I guess. I flip-flop sometimes as well, so uh, I definitely get it. But, yeah, it is absolutely ridiculous, the amount that they've given up for Rudy Gobert. So you agree with me Sabonis is a better a better center than him? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So what do you I mean? Think he's not as good of a rim protector, yeah. but I mean, even rebounding, like Gobert's a great rebounder, right? Yep. Sabonis is leading the league in rebounds this year. That's so. true. So does that mean Sabonis is getting 50 million a year in this contract extension? Well, no, it, no, it doesn't. I mean, the ki are the Kings going to pay him that? What do you think? I don't think they are. 
Sacramento okay. is not going to commit that much money to somebody. I, I, I just don't believe that. What, but making the All Star game allows you to get that next chunk of money right in your next contract extension. I believe. Well, you get like, a bonus this year. I think it's three million dollars or something yeah. like that. But yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. I saw someone in here mention uh, Nas Reed. Great game for him tonight. Couple left-handed layups. I didn't even know the guy could do that with his left hand. A horrible three-point attempt for him in the game. Uh, but give me your thoughts on Nas Reed. Uh, what do you thought about him tonight? Is he still one of your favorite trade candidates for the Kings? I do still like Nas Reed a lot. I found myself uh, watching this game saying, man, I hope Nas Reed comes out and does something really good because then I can be like, see, guys, I told you we should get Nas Reed. But at the same time, I was like, if Nas Reed comes out and has a good game, the Kings are probably going to lose. So maybe I don't want him to play well. My take on Nas hasn't changed. I think that he's a perfect backup center, um, a, a guy that hasn't been given a whole lot of opportunity. I don't think he's ever averaged more than 19 minutes a game in his career. Uh, and in the times when he has had to fill the role of a stud or a starter, uh, his numbers haven't really matched production-wise. But again, he, he just hasn't been given that type of opportunity before. I do think that Nas had a good game tonight. I think a lot of the plays, some of the plays that he made were the product of horrible defense and not necessarily phenomenal play himself, even though they were great moves. But I do think that Nas would be a great addition to the team. Absolutely. Perfect, perfect. Shout out to Progressive G here for the super chat. We appreciate you uh, for the beers. I'm drinking whiskey tonight, and I am almost uh, out of whiskey. Uh, Patrick, Nas would be a fan favorite if he was to come to us. Yeah, I totally, totally agree there. Um, Calvin, last thing to mention. Brian, I didn't say he was great. I, I even said that most of his plays came off a of bad defense, but I do like what he could bring to the team in the backup role backup role you don't need him on this team to assist anybody also progressive g wants to know your thoughts on Jakob purtle from the spurs uh, yeah he's another guy to to target i, I mean I, I don't like him as much as uh, as some of the other guys that it, names have been mentioned um i even would rather have i think Plumley than purtle but certainly that's the type of person that they need to go grab right they they just need a, a somebody who can lock down the backup center position yeah yeah uh last thing to mention before we move back back to the timberwolves because we play them on monday again uh this weekend's monster jam at golden one center i'm so jealous i wish i was there uh, if you guys are in sacramento uh if you don't want to watch uh i guess it's over now because the kings lost today uh but if you want to uh have a fun day tomorrow go check out monster jam uh see Gravedigger, all those fun guys dude it is so loud in there bring some earplugs uh, but I had a great time going to Monster Jam as a as a, a little kid, so a lot of fun there. Okay, Calvin, let's talk about Monday's game. Uh, it is against the Timberwolves in Minnesota again. Uh, first off, before we dive into your keys of the game, because we kind of talked about them, I want to know if they're the same as they were tonight. But first off, you know, like, can you just break down the advantages and disadvantages of playing a, a team twice uh, in a row? Uh, and what the Kings can use from tonight's game to kind of help them on Monday? Well, the, the advantage is it's fresh in your mind, right? I, I mean, you're, you just played this team, and you got to see 
it's different. It's a whole different way to scout a team when you've just played them and you have film of your team playing them as opposed to going into the first game and scouting them, watching team or excuse me, film against other teams, right? Because you see not just the types of plays that they like to run and how defenses react, but what they did on defense to what you like to do, what you like to run, all of that stuff. I mean, some things you just take and throw out, right? Like 27% from three tonight. You have to trust that you're going to shoot better from, from the field. Some of it is how you manufacture those shots and all of that. But the Kings, I thought, got good looks from a lot of this game. I mean, they had plenty of wide-open threes that just didn't go in. Um, and free throws. And free throws as well. But, you know, on the flip side of that, what is what are some of the disadvantages? It's really hard in Minnesota's case, it's really hard to beat a team two times in a row. I mean, that's it makes it like a playoffs-type series atmosphere. Um, and, you know, having just played a team, you kind of have a better feel for them going into the next game. Plus, you, you have maybe a little bit more motivation for the team that just lost as opposed to, okay, we lost this team, we're going to be in another city the next night, we're moving on. Um, it's, it's a very interesting in season type of situation. Yeah. Lane, we didn't really go in too deep on individual players tonight. Like Harrison Barnes, this was a team failure in my opinion. So we were just basically talking more about the team as a whole, things that they could do better, uh, things that they didn't do together, uh, instead of kind of, uh, you know, focusing on specific players. Of course, we did talk about Sabonis. We did talk about De'Aaron Fox and, and some of the struggles of guys like HB, which were quite unfortunate. But like I said, they have another chance on Monday. Like you said, Calvin, it's tough to beat a team twice in a row. So this is good news for the Kings. Uh, you know, they're in Minnesota. It's not like they're going to be traveling tomorrow. They're going to get a day of rest. They do have rest uh, also. Some yeah. things to work on before Monday's game. Uh, you have your keys listed here for the previous game. Three keys. Play fast. Uh, Fox trot inside, which was free throw attempts, and live by the three. All three of these categories, the Minnesota Timberwolves ranked 28th in the league, 28th in turnovers, 28th in free throw attempts, and 28th in opponents' three-point percentage. Uh, you mentioned the Kings did not shoot well from the three-point line tonight. They missed a bunch of free throws tonight. Also, uh, Minnesota was in the bonus like early, early in the fourth quarter. I believe eight minutes and like 30 seconds left in this game. They were in the bonus shooting free throws through the, in, through the rest of the game. Are these the same keys for Monday's game? Yeah, th they are, I would say, the same keys. I mean, you, you need to come up with more stops too. Uh, like that's a key for this team in every game. But th I think these are three areas of the game where clearly – the Sacramento Kings should have an advantage. I mean, tonight they did not in three-point shooting. Um, and certainly that's the danger with playing guys like D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards. They can get hot at any time, and when they get hot, I mean, they're hotter than the sun. They, they just cannot miss, yep. right? But you do have to believe, if you're the Kings, that you'll shoot better than 27%. So as long as they do that, Again, getting to the free throw line, they should be able to do that very, very well. Um, they should be able to to force turnovers additionally. Uh, Minnesota had 19 in this game. The Kings got, I think, 21 points off of them. Um, so it, it's uh, – or 20 turnovers, according to what ESPN is showing me. So those are two factors that I, again, would look for uh, the Kings to try to take advantage of. 
in terms of one specific area, I, this Minnesota team is very aggressive defensively. Um, they like to guard people far out on the perimeter. The Kings are a good cutting team. I would love to see them try to run more backdoor cuts in this game. Sabonis generally plays, you know, out from the basket as, uh, as kind of the offense starts anyway. Giving him the ball and letting guys that will pull Rudy Gobert at least a little bit away from the basket, giving guys an opportunity to backdoor cut on this team. Again, you can get to the free throw line that way. I, I would like to see more of that from Sacramento in, in Monday's game. Definitely, definitely. I could not agree more. Hey, all my Kings fans out there, please don't forget to smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We are live after every single Kings game. And we're not professionals. We're just fans like you. We create this content for fans like you, and we get paid in likes. So please, please, please don't forget to smash up that like button. Uh, another good thing to know, Calvin, is the Kings have bounced back exceptionally well uh, against losses this year. There's only two losing streaks longer than two games on the season. The first one was basically the start of the year, four-game losing four games. streak, right? Uh, then we had a, a three-game losing streak towards the end of November. Uh, other than that, Calvin, I mean, we pretty much bounced back after every single loss. We had a two-game losing streak in the middle of December, a two-game losing streak at the end of December, and a two-game losing streak in the beginning of January. Other than that, dude, they played exceptionally well and bounced back in a bunch of these games, especially especially after losses, uh, which is a great thing, especially for a young basketball team, uh, especially when you lose big games, important games. You lose the shitty teams like the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, and it can be really easy for you to get down, start changing the way you approach the game, start changing the way you uh, approach your shots and all that stuff. So I, I think there's a young team with a really, really good leader and head coach in Mike Brown who's been there before, and I think he will definitely guide them out of this uh, two-game slump that we're in uh, towards a win on Monday. After Monday's game, we head to San Antonio, which is another juicy matchup. Then we head to uh, the Pacers on Friday in Indiana, another juicy matchup. Then you got uh, New Orleans on Sunday, next Sunday. Tough game, but they've been on a little bit of a slide. They have. Brandon Ingram is back, though. And then we finish up that road trip in Houston, two games in Houston. We la we won the lot. We won the last two games. That's hard to say. We won yes. the last two games in Houston, or sorry, against Houston in Sacramento. So, uh, you know, the Kings need to get back on the right track here, but they got a, a bunch of good games, a bunch of good games coming up. The unfortunate thing is Mike Baby doesn't travel with the team. 50 Cent doesn't travel with the team. The Kings got a great record when these guys are in attendance. That, that's true. Maybe they should send them tickets. Uh, but they are also even... With tonight's loss, still one of only two teams in the Western Conference that has a better than 500 road record. So there are still reasons to be, uh, you know, excited about where the Kings are going. Uh, there are, even with this loss, they're 11 and 9 after a loss. So Mike Brown is going to have these guys ready to go. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, 11 and 10 on the road this season. 
which is amazing, amazing for a Sacramento Kings team. And, you know, I know a lot of Kings fans are discouraged right now. I know a lot of Kings fans are, are hating the Kings right now. Um, but, guys, we're the third seed in the Western Conference. Like, I, I know expectations are changing, right? We, Like I said earlier in the show, right, everyone's expectations was this Kings team was going to be a, a play-in team right they were going to be battling for a playoff spot if we made the playoffs all of us would be ecstatic now it's changed right now everyone's like oh we want home court advantage in the first round oh we want to win the first round guys i want all that stuff too but at the same time just like appreciate where we're at appreciate what we've accomplished so far don't don't make any rash crazy decisions we just locked up monty mcnair and west wilcox uh, you know, so I, I'm feeling feeling really, really good about this Kings team. The trade deadline, Calvin, is about two weeks away. Uh, let's talk about trades real quick before we end the show tonight. What are your thoughts on the trade deadline? Because I'm still kind of at the stay pat, don't make a move unless it's like a couple second round picks and somebody that doesn't play. Yeah, I, I mean, this question is just so hard for me to answer because you, you just you don't see what deals are offered or, or what teams are negotiating for. I mean, for me to say there's no move that I would make, period, that's just being facetious. Like, I'm sure there's something out there that would be good. Yep. It, it just depends on the deal. I, I keep saying that. I know it's a boring answer, but it's it, it's the truth. I mean, I, I think making a move for a backup center would be good. I don't want to give up too much to get that person, though, because they're a backup center. Like, does it make sense to trade a lot for Nas Reed? No, it doesn't. He doesn't make a lot of money anyway. But, um, you know, trading too much to get somebody like Mason uh, Mason Plumley, I'm not in favor of that. But if you can get him for a reasonable price, and he's the guy that comes off the bench for Sabonis, that's probably a good move. Um, you know, are, are you all in on going trading for Siakam? I would love to have Siakam. Yeah. Well, but what is it going to take to get him? It's just there's so many factors. There's so many question marks involved in this stuff. I'm not opposed to making a trade. I just want it to be a smart move, and I trust that Monty McNair is going to make a smart move. Yeah, I mean, why not trust Monty, right? He's done everything right so far. At least it seems in my eyes. He's drafted well. He's made smart trades. He's made little trades, right? You know, other than the Sabonis trade, a lot of the trades were just little tweaks here and there to try and get pry a guy yeah. here. We got Marvin uh, Bagley for yeah, Trey Lyles. For Trey Lyles, one of my favorite players on the Kings roster. We we picked up Terrence Davis, and, and I know a lot of Kings fans are like, where's TD? We haven't seen TD play. Terrence Davis has had a great impact on this Kings team when he has played. So I, I still look at that as a win. Uh, and some of these other moves that he's made have just been really, really exceptional. So all my trust is in Monty. I've continued to say that throughout the year, and I will continue continue to say that. So, um, Calvin, I think that's pretty much it for me. You got any last thoughts on the Minnesota Timberwolves? Uh, maybe the temperatures affecting the Sacramento Kings, anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> Is the moon in yeah, retrograde? Maybe, maybe they got cooled off a little bit. I don't know. I, ask uh, ask somebody not named me for uh, that information. <laughs> I don't have any of that stuff. But I I think look, it, it's tough. Two losses in a row feels like the sky is falling again. Um, we're just battered Sacramento Kings fans, as you put it earlier tonight in a we tweet, are. right? We so are. try to go to bed and get some rest and let that. Uh, anger and emotion slide off of you a little bit 
Keep in mind the Kings are in third place in the Western Conference. Yep. Uh, the numbers I just gave you, they have a better than 500 record after a loss. They have a better than 500 record on the road. They're still a good team. We are traumatized as fans. Um, they're not going to win every game, but they're a good team. They, they should come back and play well on Monday. They are a good basketball team. Also, shout out to Alfie Mann here. Bench Matthew, get in Twitter spaces, bro. I want to hear from you after the game uh, or, or after the post game. We're going to stick around in Twitter spaces and, and chat with Elizabeth, chat with Tanvir, and anybody else who wants to join in. So make sure uh, you guys do that. But, guys, yeah, we are in some trauma, 16 years of trauma, as DJ says here. But, guys, p- picture this, right? Imagine you're in Vegas. Imagine you're at the blackjack table, and you just lost – you know, a $10,000 hand of blackjack, which is a lot of money, right? You, you're feeling horrible. That is a lot of I money. I just lost 10 grand. Trust me, I've been there before. Uh, I just <laughs> lost 10 grand in blackjack. I'm feeling horrible. But just before that hand, Calvin, you're up 60 grand playing Baccarat. So minus 10, you're still up 50 Gs. You feel horrible about the 10 Gs you just lost, but you're up 50 Gs for the trip, which you should feel great. And that's how Sacramento Kings fans should feel right now. Because we're up 50 Gs, dude. We're in third in the Western Conference. As much as this loss hurts, as much as Wednesday night loss hurts, I, I miss the beam, too. I want to see the beam. We have some exciting stuff here. So next win, I, I can't wait to celebrate with you guys here on the channel because we have uh, a lot of exciting things coming. Um, but, guys, we're up 50 Gs right now. It's okay. Relax. Cash out, like Alfie Man says. Sleep well. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you all so much. Please don't forget to smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Calvin, uh, sweet beams? Sleep beams. Sleep beams. All right, guys. Have a good night. Go Kings.